Well, hello, everybody. It's another session of the Leadership DJs podcast. We're DJs because that's Dan Chase. I'm Jeff Mulatalo. Uh, we actually aren't DJs, and if we were, your mind would be blown at the tunes and the dancing that would be taking place. We're not JDs either, so DJs made sense. But we get together to talk about leadership topics because uh, we believe in them and that we believe they will help people and that they're valuable. So thanks for being with us. You know, um, in a previous discussion, Dan, in a podcast, we spent some time talking about the risks that leaders face when they fall in love with the idea of vision. And so um, today we want to spend some time having a similar discussion um, as it relates to the word legacy. But what does legacy mean in a leadership sense? Um, why is it important? Why do leaders focus on it? I think we focus on legacy um, because it, it's it's lasting. Leaders who chase legacy are inverting the leadership process, um, and 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 it's a little bit and and bear with me on this. It's it's a little bit I think like happiness, right? Those those that seek after happiness never find it. You do other things, and then happiness kind of happens, right? I think legacy is a is a little bit the same way because think about it. If I am focused on legacy. And I know that that I want to be remembered for things. I, I I care overly about what my reputation is when I leave an organization or or whatever else it might be. Really, the focus is on me. But I, I think we would argue that leaders, um, real leaders, and those that actually have positive legacies, were the ones that didn't focus on legacy, but rather focused on something else. Right. And, and by the way, look, the pressures of leadership, the, the focus that we put on leaders, the demands we put on leaders, I understand wanting to respond to that, um, that, that pressure and those demands. And, and therefore, we start thinking about ourselves, we become um, self-absorbed, self-consumed. Um, but I think it's when we don't have something, a, a larger purpose, or, or a phrase that I, I, I know that, that um, you use a lot that I really like, I hope you'll talk more about it, is this idea of, of, of a more transcendent purpose. When that's there, it becomes easy to avoid the, the faults or, or, or the, the um, unfortunate pursuit of legacy. D does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And I, I think um, your response actually captures really well why legacy, maybe even like vision, can be a trap. Um, and yeah. a well-intentioned trap, frankly. Um, I, I don't know that even though it's about the individual, I don't think it's leaders' intent to have it be all about them. But traps wouldn't be traps if we knew they were dangerous in the first place. <laughs> so yeah. I, yeah, you you mentioned the word transcendence. Let's talk about that for a minute. Um, uh, maybe that's your previous question was uh, how do leaders therefore avoid traps? And there's probably a basic way to do it. And that is to be really clear on purpose that we know will propel itself forward. You mentioned earlier that legacy is often something that's achieved incidentally by chasing something grand that is of significant purpose, uh, you know, and value. Um, you know, maybe one of the things we should talk about is the extent to which leaders have their focus on things that they know will transcend their own tenure, the administration of a business or an organization. 
And by focusing on those things, legacy would be soon to follow. I, I think a lot of people uh, who are interested in these topics, who are um, uh, watching this, are probably familiar with uh, Jim Collins and, and Good to Great, and um, he talks about level five leadership. And and you know, not that that's the be all end all of, of leadership studies, but I, he does talk about this. The, the level five leader is the one that. Um, the, the institution, the organization is still in a position to thrive even when that person is gone. To me, that that is that that is a form of transcendence, right? Whereas some of the most charismatic leaders that we think of political, organizational, business, otherwise, you know, um, that there is a collapse when they leave. And and by the way, man, it, some of that makes got to make you feel pretty good. It's like I I kept that thing afloat, right? It's a, but but again, who's who's the focus on, right? If if mm. we really have a transcendent purpose, we put our institutions, our organizations, uh, in a position to thrive and succeed beyond who is ever at the the captain's chair, uh, who beyond who whomever is at the helm. Yeah, and I think as you were talking through that, it's like, well, that's the primary thesis of this discussion, actually, that. Legacy is found in a relent, relentless pursuit of purpose. And so it it massages through and it resolves some things that I think people, when they're trying to do well, you know, may have a propensity to uh, step into things that have unintended consequences. Why is it so hard for leaders to just hunker down and focus on transcendent purpose? I, I think we see leaders struggle with that when there's, uh, for a number of reasons, but some of the pressures we talked about earlier, it's hard not to, the the kind of um, enthroning that we do for leaders, right? We look at CEO salary pay, we look at how we view uh, um, political leaders, and these are just people, right? But we put them in these positions and we treat them a certain way. How do you not become self-absorbed, right? So that's the first reason. But I also think you see it uh, um, leaders struggle to focus on a transcendent purpose when there is misalignment between their own values and, and what matters to them and the purpose of the organization. The other uh, if, if I can give you a third, is that um, more temporary things seem to get in the way. We have to respond to so many, whether political, um, economic pressures, whatever else it might be. We, it, it's, we, I, I sympathize with leaders that struggle with this. It's, it's hard not to get short-sighted. Um, and, and yet we know that if, if you want to um, kind of plow through some of those daily challenges, transcendence is it. I mean, that's what it means, right? Is you, is you, you transcend those, those short term things. I don't know if that any of those responses made sense, but that's, that's what's off the top of my head. No, I, they, they do make sense, Dan. Um, someday you'll say, I don't know if it made sense and I'll say no, but so far you're batting a thousand. And I'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, you know, one thing I also think we need to think about too, is the way in which the leadership marketplace creates incentives and disincentives. And leaders have to be really careful about the supposed incentives of being a change agent, such as I'm going to do this and then it will bring this version of notoriety. It will open these doors. Uh, I can go present to my peers and gain this reputational capital. All of those things, I think, are risks that have to do with incentive and disincentive flow. But again, it's anchored in the individual. Really, the resolution is being clear and resolute on purpose. 
and um, and subordinating everything to that. Really, transcendence is the propulsion of value and leadership capital. Um, after having had this discussion, Dan, what recommendations do you have for people listening or, or people in leadership roles as it relates to this subject? The positive is 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 you you don't need you can do leaders can do this on their own. Check your motivations for things. Check the check your values uh, and how that fits with the purpose of the institution or organization that you are trying to lead. The team that you're trying to lead. The other thing that I would say is you and I see and anybody watching this, I think, will be nodding their head saying, "Yeah, I know. I can think of this person or that person. We know of leaders who who seek change for change's sake." And, 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 and the problem is very often potential supporters, organizational members that could be supporters, recognize it when it's, when it's um, insincere. Absolutely. And, and you were going somewhere that I think is really important to cover as we talk about the leadership aspect and the supportership relationship, but maybe even just the operational impacts of legacy chasing, which is to say uh, maybe something leaders should do is make sure anytime they're initiating new projects or changes, there's a clear business case for how it relates to purpose. And furthermore, they should look at their portfolios and make sure they aren't allowing things to sneak in that appear to be more short term and that maybe have a partial contribution to purpose versus those that they know this stuff will move forward because its purpose is compelling. Um, so this great conversation. We hope for all of you who are listening that you take a chance to think about this. The, the good news is we have a blog post on this matter that's linked in the description. We invite you to go check that out. That kind of takes a look at legacy versus transcendence really over time um, and what kind of drove the idea behind talking about this. So we'd invite you to look at that. Um, and before I close, Dan, do you have any final parting words? Uh, now I'm trying to think of something I could say that would leave a legacy and I can't. Um, so maybe, maybe that's it, right? No, my legacy is silence. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. We look forward to being with you uh, next time as we continue to talk about important topics in leadership. In the meantime, be safe and be well. Think about your, um, that's good. Let me start over. <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> Eulogy. 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 We want to talk about a eulogy.